All right, everybody, welcome back to the subscription podcast. We're today on episode six, and today we're going to talk about. I had an epiphany the other day. Whoa, it's big. It's an e-commerce epiphany, and I didn't realize the psychological effect it had on my life. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, we're going to dive in a little bit of, of sadness. I had some emotions of sadness the other day. Okay. And then I want to put you on the spot with something. I'm on the spot always. And you're really good with this with subscriptions. And we're going to dive into that. So you had an epiphany and you had sadness. Sadness. And now you want to put me on the spot. And I had excitement uh, thinking putting about putting you on the spot. All right. So here's the epiphany. Uh, I've backed out of a number of e-commerce purchases recently when I couldn't see the exact date I knew that item was going to be delivered by. What if it was guaranteed by Christmas? I don't, that wasn't doing it for me. I, I, I understand that okay. that helps. But what I realized in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, look at what Amazon did to me. Amazon now, every time I go to order something, Amazon tells you the exact date you can well, get it by. I'll be honest. I ordered a few things recently and it gave me a range. Okay. So the ranges, but at least it's giving you like a low end and, and it was high prime end. stuff. Yeah, I know. Well, look at, you know, it, it, they tricked us during COVID. Yeah. Amazon took advantage of like all delays and things like that. And that changed prime forever. So because it used to be prime used to be two day delivery, days. guaranteed two day delivery. You'd always get it no matter what. And now, like sometimes they miss that mark a little bit because so they set a standard in precedence. They it, and now they fell off. Well, that's it, but we don't care anymore, right? Sometimes it's next yeah. day. Sometimes so like sell your Amazon but at least stock? you know no buy good time to buy Amazon right now. Maybe. It's cheap, um, but now you know. So so how does it affect? e-commerce brands going forward and especially subscriptions like yep. if you're shipping a subscription should you be telling people like you'll get your first box this first box is going to yep. arrive on this date you look at the first box is critical because that's the first experience a consumer is going to have with you the renewals are not as important on hitting a certain date unless it's a replenishment product but the first one's really critical and what's happening now is like people are having parties last week like people are having like events and christmas parties ahead yeah. of christmas yeah and, like, you might need something for this Friday, and delivery before Christmas doesn't help you. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah you're right. So, that, that doesn't help unless you're focused on Christmas or, you know, whatever. So, like, I, I think I just feel like there's an opportunity there to probably capture a lot of conversions, right? Maybe, but there also, there's probably, like, so much uncertainty right now with shipping. There is, but a lot of these providers report data back into it because yeah. I, I looked into, for some e-commerce sites that um, I was looking at the back end of, I saw... Within Shopify, you can connect up your FedEx account and it'll give that real time and you can add in your handling time, yeah. right? So if you have two days to handle, so you could, in theory, deliver those dates. Yeah. Come on, because the software's smart enough now to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. And there should be consistent updates, sign up for text updates, and the people should know when it's going to get delivered or get notifications. But you're right. I mean, transparency is critical. Yeah. And especially during holiday time. Like, you want to know when it's going to get there for multiple reasons, gift yeah. wrapping, certain events. So do you think brands should be looking at this and, th and yeah, really sure. considering this in the in the process? All of that is enhancing the brand experience. Right. And that is a big deal, especially for subscription-based businesses. You've got to do things that you can't do on a retail level, right? And, you know, people are going to go to the stores and shop because they know they're going to go home with it. Yeah. But if I know it's getting delivered on Saturday, I don't have to. Right. You know, it's funny you said that. I went to buy a varsity jacket, cool jacket for my niece. It sells at Aritzia. And 
I ordered it online, but the only thing they told me was it would be there by the 24th. Okay. Now, that's fine for me. However, if they, I needed it this Saturday. Right. I was either going to go to the store, which we both know I wasn't going to do, or I was going to find something else that would got me the product. See? That I wanted by the 24th. And they would have lost it. Brainwashed us. But, so I think this is super important for for brands that are tuning in this to, to, to listen to this because that, that, feature alone could save you so many abandoned carts mm-hmm. right and and i think this is something we need to start you know looking at and talking about more out there because it's a huge opportunity for additional sales yeah agreed huge opportunity and i think on the renewals too because don't you like to know you know no renewals they can tell you they at least get a notification yeah but you don't you're not making the purchase you're not going through checkout again you're right so they could say the renewal email your product shipped it's going to be delivered on this day if it's, if you know, it's, and it's def- possible. You know what? You just reminded me. All those food subscriptions have it to the date. Like, they do. Like, how, uh, this is Farmer's Dog. Almost 2023. Yeah. Don't tell me it's not Farmer's possible. Dog gets me the exact date it's getting delivered. Yes. The yeah. other thing, and so, like, and a discovery and delight, I think it doesn't matter. Where it does matter is subscribe and save. And replenishment. Because, like, this happens all the time with uh, Chewy. We order dog food from there for our dog. And... You know, it goes in and says your next ship date is going to be this should arrive by this date. So that's where I think you need to know those replenishment things. If I'm running low on razor blades or whatever it may be, um, I think it's you important. It. I think You're consumers care right. about it. All right. So we're coming into uh, the holidays uh, and usually in that time frame, we've got time to like binge watch things and sit mm-hmm. down no. and tell you about my moment of sadness. I wish I had time. <laughs> I know I don't really actually. I'll, yeah. I spend my time like building the Lego sets with the boys and you know, like, putting the girls' room together and stuff like I'm that. Jealous. But uh, I know this is kind of fun. It usually ends up being me just building the Lego. I sets. asked someone to build a Lego set with me, but they told me no. I would come over and build a Lego set no, with you, but I asked someone specifically, and they told me no. <laughs> well. When, when they watch this, they'll know exactly. That's for the next about. podcast. We'll unpack next, that. We'll unpack that situation. See that's for happens. our uh, our podcast called Subscription Therapy. Yeah, well, we dive deep into the heart and soul of your inner needs. Life. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the binge watching uh, time. I, I saw the other day. This is where my sadness came. In. I saw the other day HBO Max announced that they're taking a couple pieces of programming off of their their site. Specifically, Westworld was one of them, and I was like, why would they? That's HBO original programming. Why would they get rid of it? So I dove deeper into it, and it turns out like it's it really is the economics of the cost of the programming, right? The more times people watch it, they have to pay those actors yep. and all the producers and everybody behind it. And and it's like, what happens to that content then? It goes into this like content black hole. Because where else you can if that's a HBO original programming, where else is that going to appear? Well, someone's going to buy it. Maybe. Yeah, if it doesn't, maybe they're going to pay that out. One thing to think about this just hit me. It's maybe a strategic move, right? So. What show was it again? Westworld. Westworld got a bunch of new customers to down, to sign up for HBO Max, right? Let's just say, mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking. What they identified was that X percentage of those customers are now watching all these other shows that HBO that Max offers. It. Maybe there's some data there. And they're saying, well, even if we got rid of this show, these people are not leaving because they're watching so many of these other shows that are less costly to us. But yeah. they watch them. They got them on the hook. Yeah. And they just catfished them. <laughs> totally catfishing them. That, that that's exactly it. I you know I think you Alex laughs. Whatever. So Love Life, The Nevers, okay, Westworld, um, are the ones that are, are going from the programming. And look, it, it's 
it's widely reviewed in the industry that HBO will Warner Media Discovery are struggling right now a little bit. I think they're struggling to acquire the subscribers they needed to. Um, well, it's share wallet. It right now it's share wallet. You know, and and so am I going to leave because they're canceling it? No, I started watching Entourage again instead. You did? Yeah. Hmm. It's a fun one to restart. I like, didn't watch them all. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, I missed a lot of shows. Yeah, but like that's so this is the scary thing, right? So now you're like, oh, I'll go back and maybe start that someday. You might not be able to. Yeah. Because what, you know, I don't know what my problem is. I like get into a show and then like I'll be watching an episode and then I'll like notice I'm not paying attention. Well, then it just wasn't for you. No, I just think I can't. Sit you're there. the data point that shows that they can remove that show. Yeah. From, like I need to just I don't know service. why I just don't know how to sit all out, sit on for an hour and, and watch something. Yeah, well, you know, you're like me. It's like time is a yeah. finite resource, and we've got a lot of things going on. Yeah, you know, dedicated to I the world be. around I us. I was in a yellow. I'm in the Yellowstone right now, but like, I didn't finish the last episode. Like, how? What? Really? How? How do I watch an episode only like three fourths way through? Yeah, it's just then it's not keeping you in. Yeah, I just distracted. I think also that's a big part of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting, and, and and I guess we'll see more what happens in the the streaming space here with this. I wonder if you'll start to see some consolidation on stuff like that. Uh, you'll start to see what's happening with, you know, maybe you know if Discovery Warner um, aren't aren't able to make it work. Well, they have, they have been they have they've come together, right? And so they're owned by the same entity. But you know, maybe Amazon scoops them up. I'm and, wondering if like that content. Why HBO doesn't come out with the series and then give the rights to another streamer to, to well, that's, show it? That's the challenge of this space right now in the streaming space. And there's so much that's there. You know, you had, um, you know, like Friends and Seinfeld that were on Netflix for the longest time. And then as soon as Peacock came on, they're like, well, that, that licensing is ending because we're going to put it over here to drive subscribers. It all makes sense because content is the big hub of yeah. it. Um, Amazon's expected to do $2.65 billion in ad revenue. Or sorry, Netflix is expected. I think I said that. Netflix is expected two point six five billion dollars in ad revenue by twenty twenty five. That's so additional revenue. They didn't additional have revenue they wow. didn't have before. You know, like the streaming. There's a lot. What's to, like Netflix's plan? Do you think? Well, it's publicly traded now, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, look at their their so. plan is to they need to continue to acquire subscribers and yeah. need to continue to drive revenue. They're driven by Wall Are Street. Are any of these streaming services uh, privately owned? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure something, you know, somebody will leave a comment about, oh, you forgot this one. I mean, look, at there's, there's other ones like, I don't know, Roku's public. Yeah, there's there's probably some lesser known ones, yeah, not the yeah, big ones, yeah, 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 not yeah. the big ones are driven by it. But, um, you know, it is it is it is what it is. We'll, we'll see what happens and what unfolds with it. But um, I want to segue for a second now over to the excitement part, because I want your thoughts on automotive subscriptions okay and there's a lot a lot of these auto companies are getting heat out there right now pun intended on the first subscription on the list uh from the way they're rolling out subscription so where the pun came in oh bmw's bmw's heated seat subscription for 18 dollars a month you can turn on your heated seats mercedes-benz rolled out an acceleration increase subscription so your car can go, go faster. faster. Um, and then we've got other ones out there, right? Tesla, we talked about this before. Tesla has an autopilot subscription. Stellantis is is rolling out, you know, the traffic yep. subscription. Um, I pulled up a, their article here. They got a, they had a couple of things. Oh, remote start is part of it. I would actually pay for a remote start. 
I pay for I mean, remote. Sorry. Every one of my cars has always had it. Yeah, but within the app, or yeah. in your keys or the app? App. Mine, no, keys. Um, the European cars don't have it on the key. They're all app. Only yeah. US cars are on the key. Yeah. Mine's on the app. But so, like, here's the thing about this. This is talking about elements of the car that are on a subscription versus the whole car being on a subscription. Correct, yeah. Volvo has their car subscription. Yeah. So, so you wildly want my thoughts popular. around the whole car or elements of the car? I don't know. If you're running an auto, let's say you're running Ford, what subscription would you build out? <sighs> wow. See, there's a part of me that likes the whole car subscription for the right target audience. Like the, the so everything includes, so this is what Volvo does. They have um, the car, the insurance, yep. and the maintenance on it. Yes. One fixed price. Yes, I like that. How often do you get to switch the car out? I think it's two years. Oh, it's like a lease. Now, what? Because um, Cadillac was going to be quarter. I don't know if I can talk about this or not. Oh. There's some new things coming down the pipeline. Are they talking about it at Sub Summit? Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Maybe. So there, uh, there, there's either way. There, there's. I mean, there's lots of options. Okay, let's talk so about Cadillac. Cadillac every quarter you could switch the car out. You could. Yeah. When they had the, do they still have that subscription? No. Why? I think it was too pricey. So the thing about cars, actually, as of before lately, remember cars were like when they drove off the lot were like dead madness. But now they're like worth a ton. You yeah, know, but so. that's that's shifting back again. Do you think, or do you think that the dealer should be smart enough to keep inventory low? Well, or someone's going to come, someone's going to come screw it all up. Here's the thing: the the large OEMs, like they don't like the dealer network. Nobody, no auto company likes. the So dealer the dealership network. should go D to C. Tesla's dealer should should just go away, right? Tesla's D to C. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they couldn't come oh, into Michigan for the longest time. We're going to have a lot time. of auto dealers coming after us. Fine. They're worthless. You're right. They all should be D to C. They 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 don't even they're not even needed. The dealerships are not even needed. So like what do you call the and store I'm in Somerset? A, it's a showroom. Born and raised Detroit guy. Love Detroit, right? We both are. But the So you're saying there should worthless. be no dealerships. There should no. be showrooms. You should be able to buy a car direct from the company. All you're doing yeah, is you're paying right. a premium because yeah. you have to pay the dealer. And I've been for waiting it. for my car for a year and a half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Look, at, I've got family that used to own car dealerships and were driven out by it when they, they closed them up in 2008. Chrysler made the decision to cut them. So, like, it's tough. Like, and they, they, they lost their dealerships, their licenses. So. But that's just the world, man. And, and, and so, like. Tesla couldn't open service centers or dealerships in Michigan because the auto industry kept fighting it and and the auto lobbyists kept pushing them out of the market. Finally, they filed enough lawsuits, they broke through. And, you know, that's the other part of the challenge of the auto industry rolling out subscriptions, I believe, is they're, they have to figure out a way to give the dealers yeah. a little bit of something in there too. Yeah. Screw them. Well, let's talk about the subscription. How many different elements of the car do you not use? The steering wheel. <laughs> no, the heated I mean, steering wheel. No, it's like, but can you, like, but doesn't that sound a little, I don't know. Like, yeah, too if, much. if you're going to have, like, you're building the heated seats into the car, now you're going to tell me, like, oh, you can only turn those on if you're going to pay extra money yeah. for it. That's why I think I they got a lot of heat uh, on the heated seat subscription, right? Uh, because it, it's like, it's already there. I don't think there's a way, to, like, because listen, there's always a little subscription to get OnStar in that within the car. 
But I don't think that there's a really good way to build a good subscription unless it's the whole car. But I'm wondering if there is... What do you think about drive, self-driving part of it? I think I, I like that, right? That I agree with. I agree with the self-driving part. And so, look, at Tesla rolled out uh, their holiday update to their cars last night. Tesla's so far ahead of everyone else. And it's not, I'm not like a, I'm a Tesla fanboy. But it's not because of that. Yeah. I think they're just super innovative. So they rolled out, so last night, um, now uh, from the main cabin, the cabin camera, if you're using the Tesla app, when you turn on dog mode in your car, you can watch, use the Tesla app and watch your dog in your car. Hmm. You know, so they're using the features and tech that yeah. are in the car, giving you more than they ever be. And they keep updating their software, stuff like that. So I look at features like that and it's like, oh, wow, that's that's maybe that's something I subscribe to, to be able to like watch my dog in my car, use dog mode in my car. Maybe there could be stuff there. Let me ask you this. What's the oh longevity gosh. gaming? They have gaming in the car now, right? They have steam now so you can built into the car crash. You can play thousands of games while in. you're driving. That doesn't seem safe. No, not while you're driving, while you're parked. Let me ask you this question. What's the longevity of a Tesla that has no engine versus a regular car? I've I've had my car, my Tesla for six years now, 80,000 miles on it. Other cars of similar model and vintage I've read have gone a quarter million miles with no issue. Okay. What would a normal car go? Uh, you're going to start to lose parts and components at 100,000, between okay. 100,000 to 200,000 So maybe for the, these companies that have electric cars, those are the ones that should be on subscription. I think they're not using the software of the vehicle properly. This is where Tesla's at an advantage. Yeah. They could they could allow you to turn on and off the various components yeah. of your, your car via subscription. It's almost like a Tesla app. Like the, yeah, like, oh, do you, want, do you want to be able to use Sentry mode in your yeah. car for two, to, two bucks a month? Yeah, you might be you know might be mad about being nickel and dimed, but I think there's opportunity in there. Yeah, and also they had a position is like we're looking doing this to save you money. If you don't use this extra component of the car, we don't want you to pay for it. Yeah, that's how I spin it. Yeah, you don't. It's not if you want this, pay extra. No, it's if you don't want to use this, you'll save. Right. That's how they should pitch it. Yeah, I should be a sales rep for Tesla. <laughs> You'd be I a sales rep for anybody. You're good at it. I'm all right. I just sell people only what they need. <laughs> Well, that's the truth, you know, and that's that's what, you know, so you think about that as far as uh, the, the subscription side of it. If there's all these features and functionality now, part of that, too, it could easily be argued, like, why not just give them the, the features or well, there's cost to it? There's cost to it. You know, there's cost to streaming the video from your car well, and there's cost to connectivity. Does a person living in Cali need heated seats? Well, that's the argument. Like even in Michigan, you only need heated seats six times, six months out of the year. Yeah, like four. But you're still paying for it when you buy the car. They're but not maybe I'd reducing pay less, the cost of the car. Paul, I'm a Gen Zer. <laughs> I wouldn't feel like that's actually. And you know what? Happening. You could tell me. Look, your car payment is four ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. When you turn on the heated seats, it's four twenty. It's five twenty. And when you don't use it, does your car payment go? Your yeah. When, car- you, when you turn it off, it goes to five hundred. So I just feel like it's... Yeah, but the Gen Zers might like that. (laughs) Maybe they do. Are you trying too hard to fit a subscription into automotive? No, I think they're trying to appease to an audience to buy their car. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's less... I I think Volvo's got the winning model so far in terms of just like all-inclusive one price. Yeah, I think do that all-inclusive one price, especially in the electric vehicles that have like longer longevity and hold higher value. 
Like I want a Range Rover, electric Range Rover. I don't know if they make one. They have a hybrid. They have a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. I want an electric range. Hmm. Yeah, there's now there could be something there for charging. Um, I actually was talking to some guys today that are running, um, helping with uh, electric vehicle installation chargers and stuff like that. And one of the things I said to them was, when I first got my Tesla, I got a lot of flat tires. Now I'm really good at avoiding potholes, but you know it, it happens. Yeah. With all these electric cars, they don't include spare tires. Huh. Most new cars now, because they want to keep the weights yeah. down yeah. on them, and so you don't carry a spare tire. You get a flat, you're stuck until you can get a tow and then get the next the new tire the next day. What I always said is you pay five bucks a month and you have access to emergency tire replacement or emergency spare replacement where but somebody will come out. Progressive and those insurance companies do that? I don't know if they do or don't. I don't I don't know if the I don't think my insurance company does. Look come on, tow me, but are you gonna bring me a spare tire to use until I can get a new tire on the car? Maybe not. You know, I was I realized something the other day at the mall and I have a little bit of beef about it. Oh you did go to the mall. Yeah, well, I had to go for the sonic drop. <laughs> okay. Right? There's parking really close, and the spot was open. And I was like, oh, let me go take that spot. <laughs> and it said for electric vehicles only. Yeah. So you got privileged parking because your car is electric. Because I'm saving the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> One electric vehicle at a time. No, I think those are actually the Tesla store. No, it said parking only for electric. I, I know the Tesla ones. And then you're the jerk that parked in that spot. No, I did not you do iced that. iced it out. I promise you, know, that's you I what didn't. they call that when guys like you do that. And what do you do if I do that? Like, what's someone going to come say to me? I write you a, a very Okay, mean well, I didn't note. do that, but I thought strongly about it. Iced it out. And I was going to say, I was going to write a little note. It says, F you, Paul. <laughs> Put it on there. Put it on the front. Yeah. All right, so you talked about the mall. Let's talk about Omnichannel for a minute. And and actually, um, so Bold Commerce, uh, one of our sub-summit sponsors and friends out there, um, they've been coming to sub-summit for a long time. We talked to Jay Myers a couple times, and we're like, these guys are all, they're all good people. Uh, based up in their uh, Winnipeg, eh? Yeah. In Winnipeg, Canada. Um, they brought a new CEO, but part of that, they are part of the CEO's new initiative is to drive people to the bold checkout experience suite. And this is pretty cool because um, there's full four bullet points that they put on their press release that this uh, is really doing to enhance e-commerce for people. First is allowing omni-channel retailers to deliver a more seamless experience, experience across digital, digital and physical channels. So you've got, you know, Sana there running this or Somerset and they have their online store, and it, it makes it a more cohesive experience. Um, D2C brands are then no, lim- no longer limited by checkout capabilities of the e-commerce platform. Um, they'll want to do more. And, and then part of the other part is the drop ship marketplaces can sell different products through different vendors. What's, what's kind of cool is Bold's always been pretty good about being innovative. They're early in subscription there. Um, do you see like a growing need for more cross-functional yeah. Uh, checkout experience For sure. Because one, if you don't have that, you're letting that checkout experience live somewhere else in someone else's marketplace. So mm-hmm. you don't know the customer data. It makes it harder to manage the subscription. And I think the omni-channel is just driving more revenue for the business, which yeah. is like everything you're looking for. Yeah. And I think the biggest play for Bold with that is one, it's enhancing the, the experience for the users of Bold. Mm-hmm. 
gathering more data for the brands and allowing for all that data to live in one spot. And they're claiming they're working to boost conversions then. Of course. Right? Because all, all those yeah. different different pieces of it. I think it's smart. I think that there's probably certain marketplaces it won't work on. Like, I don't know if you can integrate with Amazon if you're on the Amazon marketplace. That's always tough. Right? Because they're taking their fee. Yeah. But you can be on other marketplaces, like, you know, and it could make a lot of sense for that checkout to be all in one spot. I don't know what that looks like. So, like, let's say you're selling something on eBay. Does it, like, when you click to purchase, it puts you back to the website on the bold check? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But, you know, they always, uh, the media likes to refer to Shopify as the Amazon killer yeah. out there, like the yeah. biggest challenger to Amazon. And I see what they're doing. I just feel like Shopify is still missing an opportunity to create a, a larger, like, commerce site where all the goods from the various retailers are, at, like an Amazon, right? Why is it Marketplace, Shopify? you're saying? Yeah, a bigger marketplace like the that. The Shopify marketplace? Yeah. You know what? Why doesn't that Somebody exist? from Shopify contact us. I want to know if that's ever been brought up. It, like it has to be because if it hasn't and then they learn from us, I don't know what I'll do. We said that's it, impossible. We said it here. That's like legitimately. I'm sure Shopify thought of the Shopify marketplace. It actually makes a lot of sense. And now the more that I think about it, all these small businesses can have yeah. their brands like featured in this marketplace. Everything just lands there. It's just yeah. it's another Amazon and it's oh every Shopify merchant. Oh my God. And you have to be a Shopify merchant to be on the marketplace. Yes. Why doesn't this exist? <laughs> all right. Weigh this idea against Lego Crate, which is better? Shopify Marketplace. <laughs> Bigger potential. But the Lego Crate is more fun. Lego Crate is cooler. Yeah. And so that's where I think Shopify it's comes in. It's genius. And I, I wonder if they're starting to position to that, working on doing their own warehousing, drop shipping for people, oh, fulfillment. They don't even have to, though. You can live in the marketplace. The consumer can still sell it. But then that's the could. same way Amazon works right now, right? Amazon does you both ways, but Amazon is not a website. Right. It's not like a branded website. You just sell your product on there. But Shopify has so many brands. Like like the the item can live on the Shopify marketplace and you click buy and you land on the checkout of the company. No, Companies see my 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 You check out right on Shopify. Check out right in Shopify. So then, then but then you're cannibalizing the, the website order website. You are, but all you're trying you're just helping them sell product at the end of the uh, day. Yeah, I guess because if they get through through they can still channel. have their store, same inventory is pulling from yeah. their back end. You know, but you're just buying through the yeah, marketplace over there. that's interesting. And you can still give them the customer data, and that would be the biggest advantage. Yeah. That alone would, keep, would push me to put my products on the Shopify marketplace over Amazon. The problem is you got to get the consumer mentality to start thinking. Because anytime I want to buy something, I go to Amazon. Well, yeah, th that's the big battle. But and man, you could easily put a campaign around that. People will start going to Shopify. And the, I'll tell you what. You're going to go to Shopify and find products that aren't sold on Amazon. And that's what's going to start. to. I already am doing that. Yeah. But the problem is I don't trust it. I don't want to put my credit card information in again on this. Yeah, little, no, but that's what the Shopify site would be. I know that, right? Like you're not going to find a sauna Detroit shirt on Amazon.com, but you'd find it on the Shopify marketplace. Yeah. And then, and so this is where like, yeah, there, there, there's tons of opportunity for it. And I think, you know, the, the, the checkout experience and having it all connect in there. I don't know. It, it's, I'm hoping they're doing that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm hoping they're doing it. All right, before we, we bounce out, I want to talk about uh, what everybody's talking about out there right now is the, the chat GPT. Crazy. Um, it, and it's been fun. I've been following the OpenAI project for a while. They've done some fun stuff. It started with the Dolly. You ever look at that? You ever look at that? Uh, and then Dolly 2, D-A-L-L-E. Oh. Um, so it's an AI image-based uh, 
generator. So basically you'd, you'd go in there and you type in, I want you to draw me a picture of a carrot on the moon riding a dinosaur in Vincent Van Gogh style. And did it. It would produce that for no you. It's wild. How good? Amazing. That was the first thing? That was the first thing they did. Then they created this little yeah, little chatbot, chat which everybody's been raving yeah, about. Alex showed me like two weeks ago. He was ahead. Yeah. So I, uh, what do you mean he was ahead? He I was, was ahead. No, he said he told you. Oh my gosh, Alex didn't tell me. Alex, did you claim that? I claimed that. Yeah, I claimed that. Okay. Okay. We'll talk after the <laughs> podcast is over. Alex, don't worry. I got your back. <laughs> So it's but really, yeah, it's wild. Like the people are using it for content creation. Oh, you're basing this off of my drop in the video chat Slack channel. I was only using that as anyway. I saw way before that. Just no, so no, know. no, you didn't. But oh, they're using gosh. that for ch- creating content. They're using it for writing code. Like, well, you can use it for anything. Are you so, building a subscription model out of this access? So that's the thing. So they have over a million subscribers already on the yep. the chat GTP uh, GPT GTP whatever. So GPT George George the, Paul. George the Paul Terry. Prince wins, wins. We're going to the final. <laughs> We're going to the final of the World Cup. Breaking, breaking news. Let's go. Subscriptions rock. In the middle of the World Cup final, yeah. and France <laughs> is going to the finals. Louis is our happy. French, our French intern. So France versus Argentina. <laughs> I told him earlier. I was like, listen, if if it. If something crazy happens, you can bust Come it on the podcast. Oh, if they would have lost and we could have went and got <laughs> it would have been so sad. Like, hey, Louie, we need to ask you something. <laughs> rolled in here. All right. So that's good news. All right. Uh, so there's a couple of options with this chat GPT. Uh, I think one, they could create a subscription product in itself, or you could start to use this for customer service questions. Mm-hmm. You could use this for helping generate. I, uh, I think there's a ton of well, different. There's a con- huge content play. There's a huge, like, there was a guy that. He's like, a, he's like a, you know, he's got a lot of followers on Twitter. Yeah. And they were talking about how he wrote his five, 10 tips for being, um, his 10 tips to being super efficient or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted it. And it was the most liked and the most retweeted tweet he's ever written. That's amazing. And then he came out a week later and said the chat wrote it. That's crazy. And he said that he tested to see if it would create better content than he's ever created in his life. I mean, look, you can use it to write headlines. You can use it to write my book. copy. I, I wrote for, for sure. To you. Can, I just wrote in here. I just wrote in, what should I put in a food subscription box? And it gave me a paragraph, you know, like a, a hand. Can you ask it like how cool, how cool is Christopher George? So good news is it doesn't share opinions. It's not. Oh. Um, so it's, what do it, I know? What do you know about what? <laughs> I need you to do something with my name in it. Okay. Who what? is Christopher George, the Subsummit co-founder? Should, no. Should Chris George keep wearing those goofy glasses? This is ridiculous. Not going to have an answer to that. I'm sorry, but he doesn't look good in the glasses. That does not <laughs> say that. No, it says, I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not able to provide personal advice as a, I'm a yeah. large language model trained by OpenAI. I do not have access to what that. You, who are the co-founders of Subsonic? I mean, look, it, oh, you want it, something doesn't, more? it doesn't search. But like, oh, okay. I, went in, I went and asked it, uh, tell me more about the subscription box industry. Yeah, and then it, uh, it says up. industry refers to the business models delivering uh, physical or digital products on a regular basis. 
And I said, what are some of the most popular subscriptions? And it told, you know, meal kit delivery, beauty box subscriptions, streaming services. And you can continue it on the questions, right? And it keeps oh, I going. keep asking, what's your favorite streaming yeah. service? And it couldn't tell me that. Yeah. Because it's not a. So human. what kind of model should they come out with? I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity here to lean into using tech like this to help develop thought starters. I think yep. you can, um, you can use it for answering basic questions out there for people or helping provide guidance on basic, basic topics. I don't know. The opportunities are endless for something like this. Would you subscribe to it as a, like a, a service to help you? Yeah. I think there's a freemium model, right? So you sign up, it's free. There's access to use elements of it or number of uses. Mm-hmm. And then you pay X amount per month and you get full access. Do you want to do a, a competition of see who's smarter? You or the uh, machine. Yeah. Because do you think you're smarter than the machine? For sure. But, um, but no, nah, I mean, listen, it depends on the topic. This, this machine has a wide wealth of knowledge. So I asked it, what are the, some of the best things I can subscribe to in my life? What are some of the best things you can subscribe to in your life? The best things I can subscribe to in my life would be a gym membership. Mm-hmm. What number is that on there? It's in there. Woohoo! <laughs> Bang! Okay. All right, so far you're beating the machine. Okay, gym membership is one. Um, a, oh, what do they call it? Subscribe. I mean, I would just say like a healthcare plan. I, I think I think you and the machine are one. Because <laughs> okay, so it says some of the best things you can subscribe to in life are those that provide you with personal growth and fulfillment. Uh, this can include things like educational courses or workshops, fitness classes, or yeah. memberships to organizations or clubs that align with your interests and passions. So it's close. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, I'm smarter than the. So you don't you do not need to worry about the machines yeah. taking you over. That's impossible. Our robot overlords. That guy's not coming to will my not bar. Rule that, I will not own that guy. Additionally, subscribe to services that make your daily life easier, easier and yeah, more efficient. convenient, such as meal yeah. delivery, home cleaning services, can also improve your overall quality of life. Efficiency. Yeah. I, you know, there's, I mean, you could you could write a whole advice. Yeah. You could write a whole, like, ebook. Yeah. Yeah. Advice, and, you know, so you could, I mean, you could deliver daily tips. Here's okay. So you could create word a of the subscription, weeks? Alex. Word of the weeks. You could create a daily su- a subscription on daily advice from chatbot, and you don't actually have to write. It. You go into the chatbot and ask yeah. like, what what advice would you give today, or, or something like that. Effect. So did you let the content writers know that they're no longer around? Yeah, we uh, we uh, told them. Ask the chatbot if we should fire our content. They're writers. just they're just shifting their job responsibilities, and now all they are is administering the chatbots. <laughs> they're administrative assistants to the chatbot. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, look, I think uh, we uncovered a lot of fun things today. Yeah. Thanks for helping me through my sadness of losing Westworld, and uh, there's okay. a lot of good stuff in here. So we'll get through the holidays. Our next uh, podcast will be after, after the holidays, after Christmas. Yeah, because we're right. gone next week and after that. So. Uh, if you celebrate, have a very Merry Christmas out there. And Happy holidays. Yeah. And then uh, we'll Happy get one, new year. More in, we'll, one more in before oh. the new year, right. I think. And then uh, we'll see everybody next year. Yeah. See cool. you guys. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you on the next one. Bye.